Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to My Songs Suck, the show where we listen to bad songs from good writers. I'm Alex Smith and I'm a musician. I'm James Keogh and I'm the friend of a musician. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode four of My Song Suck. I'm Alex Smith. I'm James Gear. And today with us we have a wonderful guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Ellie Jane. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. Ellie Jane is My in pleasure. the house. Uh, yeah. Last time I saw you, Ellie, uh, I was running around like a headless chicken because it was my album launch. And it's nice to actually be able to have a conversation with you. Where a I'm relaxed not. one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just a calm, <laughs> non faster conversation. I don't think I've ever actually yeah, just had a nice... It's always been at a gig. It's I'm always, always running around. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, Which do you is- want to... Tell us a bit about yourself. Obviously, you're a Brisbane musician. Yeah, I am based in Brisbane and I've been here for over 10 years now. Um, I sort of didn't really start playing around, though, with my original music until about probably maybe five, six years ago. And, um, yeah, I just sort of have been building from there and getting a band together and playing quite a few gigs around the place. So Hmm. it's been really good. It's been a good journey so far. Yes. And that band is, that's Ellie Jane and the Forces of Destiny, is that yes, right? Yes, that Very is correct. Cool. It's a long name, yes, but... It's a cool name, I it, love it. Thank you. It's great. <laughs> thank you. A memorable <laughs> name. A little bit retro, yeah, <laughs> a bit like myself, I guess. And you do some <laughs> solo stuff as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do a lot of solo gigs around the place and, um, yeah, I enjoy doing that as well. It's sort of a bit more of a stripped back kind mm. of idea of who I am as an artist, but, um, yeah, I, I like... I like working in a band. It sort of, you know, can extend the songs a bit more, but it's mm. always fun to do solo too. True, true. Mm. And you, you mentioned that you gig around in Brisbane. I would be hard-pressed to find a musician that gigs more than you. Uh, oh, you have well an incredible work ethic. Thank you. I, I do a fair bit. Yeah, I mean, I have a day job as well, and some months, like this month, there's not really much on at all for me in gig-wise, but, you know, mm. I think it's good to have a bit, a little bit of a break too, you mm. know, and work a bit more on, you know, writing and just actually resting and getting your health. Sure, yeah. You know, like looking yeah. after your health, I mean. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You mentioned you were doing like your own original stuff for like five or six years. What were you doing before that? Um, I mean, I was always writing a little bit, but I never had the confidence to, you know, pursue that and want to, you know, share that openly with oh, the sure, public yeah. forum. Mm. So, I mean, I have been writing from a young age, so... Just it was kind of sketchy, you know, just little bits here and there and sometimes I would be collaborating with other people as well and that was really fun when I was a bit younger. Um, but it was sort of, you know, um, about five or six years ago when I really just thought, yep, I can do time this. Time to do it. Yeah, time yeah. to get some of my ideas out there. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that's so cool. And how, yeah, did thank you, you. how did you start doing that? What was your kind of first um, step towards that? <clears throat> So it was pretty much a lot of encouragement from other local musicians and I went to, um, you know, jam nights and open mic nights and I'd play my music but I'd probably play more covers and 
you know, there was a few people there that were like, yeah, you know, play your original songs because right. they knew that I had written them and I was just a bit shy about it. Sure, yeah. So then I just started to play them and I got more and more confidence in mm. that and, um, yeah, so just doing doing gigs like that, I guess, you know, I don't know whether you call it a gig but just performing like that um, and meeting other people that can encourage you, it was a really big part of transitioning yeah. into being more confident myself in mm. my abilities. That's so. definitely really cool to have people who are like invested in you kind of becoming your own sort of artist and stuff and just encouraging you to go down the original track which is daunting for the best of people i think you know kind of the uh, the reverse of how it goes normally as well because usually you'll be like i'm playing this gig and here's a couple of originals of mine people like you just play (laughs) play mustang sally whereas the fact that you've had an audience being like play your originals do it and you're like no no i don't want to yeah it was a nice feeling you know and it made me realize hey maybe i can you know put some stuff out there Fantastic. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you've you've brought a, a song to us today. Do you want to yeah. tell us a bit about that one? Um, which one? The, fir- the, the, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was written uh, a while back. Yeah, the one that was written a while back. Um, okay, so, yeah, it was a while back. Um, do we need specific times or just like a while back's fine? I mean, it's always it's fun and cool, <laughs> but uh, there's no... There's no okay, it was, might have been the early 2000s. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, I was sort of, you know, just move, moving out of home and, you know, discovering, um, you know, different things about life. And hmm. so at that stage of time, I was, I guess you'd say, a little bit alternative in a way in my mindset or at least, you know, trying to find that sort of um, different way of looking at things um, without going too much into it. And, yeah, and I was just sort of jamming around with a few people and these chords sort of came up and then I just made it into a bit of a song that was kind of like a mantra in a way so okay. yeah it was just sort of so to sort of help you drive you yeah, forward and, and it was trying to be a positive message as well yep. but I felt like I just um yeah it was just a little repetitive in a way but we'll talk more about oh, that. We will, we will. Uh, yeah. we uh and is there anything that you like want us to know going into it like do you want the audience to be um, like i want you to know this before yeah i want you to know that <laughs> <laughs> this is not an original recording from the time so mm. i actually had to i didn't i did have one and i was just telling you guys before it was on a cassette tape yeah and i don't know where in amongst all of my stuff that cassette tape is but i'd love to find it and hear it because it was done on an eight track recording machine oh, oh, and it had nice. this um like drum beat from a drum machine on it and then the, cool. the guitar over the top of it and the voice as well i think maybe a couple of harmonies maybe a bongo drum whoa yeah. that's cool as all. <laughs> yeah. something like that yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was a while ago so you know i'm trying to rack my memory here to sure. think of everything but yeah <laughs> well I definitely want to yeah. loop back to that because that's really cool yeah if i can ever find that i'll let you know fantastic <laughs> well we'll uh, we'll listen to your song and the name of this song is uh tread softly on awkward ground there it is let's have a listen
And there it was. That was uh, Tread Softly on Awkward Ground. Mm. Very good. Uh, what did you think, listening back to it? <laughs> um, well, I sort of have had to revisit it over the last couple of weeks. Just I was racking my brain like I must have kind of wiped it out in a way. Right. Okay. I never really wrote it down or anything. Um, and and I, as I said, I only had that recording wherever that is. Mm. Yeah. And um, I was trying to remember the chords and then it came back to me that I'd actually just don't even know what the chords were. I just kind of put really? my fingers down and made up something and it, that's oh, why true. it sounds a little was there a bit untuned of like... in a way because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just something I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just like, oh, yeah, that sounds kind of okay. That's cool. Yeah. So how was this the first <clears throat> song you wrote or is this like one of the no, first? No, I had been studying at the time. Um, so I was studying at a conservatorium in New South Wales and, um, yeah, I wasn't really a guitarist that much but I could play some basic chords so mm. I just kind of, you know, yeah, just worked out a shape and then stuck with that pretty much for every single chord in that whole song. And True. Yeah. Was there <laughs> Repeated any it in like, different places. Was there like muscle <laughs> memory to it? Did it all come Yeah, it did actually because at first I did it a couple of times mm. and then it was just sounded like worse than that. And then, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, it has to be slightly different shortly. So, yeah, I just kept trying. Yeah, cool. And it came back to me, yeah. And the lyrics, they were all... They were in my mind too, but they may be slightly um, different to Mm. what the originals were, but it was very repetitive. Mm. I just keep (laughs) saying that repetitively. (laughs) There was definitely uh, like some interesting scales, like not just standard like da-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, it was... Was that intentional or was that... At the time I had this kind of like, I don't know because I don't want to say I'm an expert in um, scales or anything like Mm. that, but... It had like a bit of a Middle Easterny kind of, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I that, that sort up. of yeah. feeling. And yeah, even when I was studying, um, one of my teachers said to me, Oh, you kind of tend to sing with that sort of, um, you know, that sound in your voice, like those sort of scales. And mm. I was like, Oh, okay. Was that, it's, it sounds maybe I, like it wasn't, but was that like an intentional thing I, or were you just kind of vibing on I think it, that kind of sound? Yeah, I kind of was vibing on it, I guess. But nice. like at the same time, I think it was yeah it was just something that I was just exploring at the time that sure. sort of sound and mm. yeah you know that as I was saying kind of you know mm. mantras and like things do you have like heavy influences from those sorts of that sort of no, genre or that that's the weirdest like thing I actually don't really? I never really listened to music you know from Middle East countries or anything. Sure, yeah. maybe I heard it on a movie somewhere and it mm. just sort of you know those scales yeah. sort of stuck with my well we were mentioning how uh, it was quite uh, 90s and reminded us of the Buffy soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that was really cool to hear that in a way. Like I was like, oh, I can hear how that would be relevant because, you know, obviously a lot of my influence was from the 90s and mm. we were speaking, you know, that sort of indie rock sort of, you could hear how it could be influenced in a way by that sort of um, scene. Mm. So, mm. Interestingly yeah. enough, I find that what I've heard of you these days seems to be a lot more 70s, 80s kind of sounding. Yeah. Was that also an intentional thing, or um, for what I write these days? Yeah, um, yeah, I think so because um, I guess as I grew older and I, you know, I've always been listening to seventies and eighties music um, mm. from my parents' sort of influence. But um, yeah, I think as I progressed in my songwriting, I sort of left behind maybe a bit bit of the nineties in a way and sort of went back even further. Yeah. Right. Just because I, I was sort of like tending to enjoy that music more. Sure. So I think when I started to write, I felt like I enjoyed that kind of, you know, retro rock feeling a bit more. Hmm. Um, yeah, in recent times. Very nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, the 
song. So you wrote it, you said early 2000s? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Josh, were there any like, in terms of your influences then, was that kind of very 90s influence kind of thing, yeah? Um, yes, yeah. definitely. Cool. I mean, as I was a teenager and everything, you know, in the 90s, I was listening to, you know, Alanis Morissette and thing, mm, right. you know, artists like that. Yeah. And so I think we were talking about it earlier too, Alex, that, you know, I'd kind of try and make my voice sound in a way like, you know, artists that I enjoyed from yeah. the 90s. And that was just while I was trying to sort of find. And, sure, you know, yeah. I think that you never stop finding your voice or... Mm. Maybe you find it and then there's ways you can sort of, you know, change it around a bit and stuff. So that's I what I was just going through, that progression. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. When we when we first start, I think because we haven't found our own voice, we kind of, like, take in our influences mm. and then kind of, like, unintentionally spit them back out quite similar. Yes. But then after we've been doing it for so long, all you know is, like, I write songs. Mm. And then you kind of forget that you're like, I write this kind of song. And then you're just like, I'm going to write a song. And before you know it, you realise you've written a song that doesn't sound like anything anyone's done. Just well, that's great. Voice. And that's then if, if you feel, you know, that's great if you can achieve that. And then you're like, oh, that's actually my sound. And, that, yeah. you know, that that's a yeah. nice feeling. It's very cool. Especially mm. if your sound, like, develops over the years. Do you feel like your sound has yeah, developed? Yeah, vocally, yes. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the times um, it can be, you know, someone will either really like that style of singing or it can be a little bit full on sometimes for people I think when I really go for it which you couldn't really hear obviously in that in that recording but um yeah it can be very strong and powerful and mm. I think that I've definitely harnessed that more Absolutely. as I've developed as a singer songwriter and performer yeah. mm. so just the power that you can have from music and and your voice that's the thing I yeah I don't know whether this this podcast will do it justice. I think that your strength is definitely live performance yeah you're I love an incredible live, live yeah. performer. I've had multiple gigs with you, <laughs> and usually people are always like, man, that opening act was way better than you oh, and no. it's like it's Come okay because my friend's saying it, but like no. I think we had a a launch with you, and like you guys sold so many more than I did, and it was my launch, and I was like oh. no. <laughs> but it's a, no, it's no comp here <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was I very love what cool. You do, man. Very cool. It's good stuff. Yeah, I think we've worked uh, together a couple of times now. So. We have. Yeah, it's I'm been a nice little journey. Made, yeah. How yeah, did you guys meet? So far. Ooh. It was at a was at the milk factory gig, and you were opening for the great disruption. Yes. Ooh. Yes. That is right. And then it was us, and then it was yeah, the great disruption. There, there was a. <sighs> there are things that would be <laughs> cool stories, but you can't say because this is a podcast for musicians to listen to. So. <laughs> but there was some, there was you retract names. We, Can you just do like a? There was a, a fourth person <laughs> on the bill, and I don't talk about that. No. Oh, uh, it was it was fine. It was it a good. Was, we yeah. had a good gig. We did. We had we a good did. time. Yeah, we did have. A we good did time. have a good time. <laughs> and there you go. And you're still working with each other to this yeah. day. Yeah, and I and I was wild, and that's why I was like, holy damn, I'm going to work with her again. Yeah, but it was good because you know we sort of just um, exchanged details, and then pretty much straight away you were telling you know you had the thing at the zoo, wasn't it? Next. Oh uh, yeah. 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 So I think. Yeah, no, yeah, yep. I think that makes sense because I, I definitely had you at one of my zoo gigs. Yep. Um, oh, that was good. Because, yeah, that was the one where everyone was like, that opening bout was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and you were. Well, um, you know, I, yeah, I definitely enjoy live performance. I feel I really enjoy the connection, you know. Mm. And I mean, yes, sometimes I do just get into my own zone, but yeah, being able to connect to people, mm. you know, live through music is, I would say, a strength. That's the thing. As. I would say that you're one of, if not the best, uh, live performers I've seen in Brisbane. 
Do you have any tips? Thank you. I'll call it. Um, (laughs) That's really nice of you. Do you have any tips for other people who are looking to be better on stage, how to develop that connection Um, with the audience? I kind of just stopped caring about my inhibitions in a way Mm. and I just, um, I think that when I let go of all of those fears um, in the recent times and that's sort of been what has helped me to just try and be like who I am on stage, I guess, and as a performer, you know. Mm. So, yeah, just... Just don't worry about what, you know, your fears of what people are thinking and just, you know, do it because you love it yeah. and that will come through. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good, advice. good advice. Hopefully. So yeah. we tread softly on um, mm. awkward ground. Yes. Yes. Where does the name come from, by the way? I don't Where's even the kind know. Of sometimes, well, yeah, like sometimes words, when I'm writing them, they actually do just, I don't really know where they're coming from i don't know if you can relate to that but um yeah and i guess at the time as i said it was sort of you know i think you know it was just about being careful in the things that i was doing in my life and so i was in a way trying to remind myself Mm. through that song Mm. um and hoping that maybe that message could be passed to other people through the song as well, but it never really eventuated past that lounge room eight track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> maybe it served its purpose at the time mm. for, for myself. So well, it's finding new yeah. life now. You know? Well, that's like, right. Here it we still go. Lives. Served its purpose yeah. as a uh, quote unquote bad song. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. What uh, to why? you? What kind of makes this a? Why? Stole my question. I did. I stole our question right out of his mouth. Um, what do you think makes it a bad song? Boom. There we go. You I got know. it. I feel like it's it's one that I wouldn't really want to play, hmm. I don't know, live. You know, we're talking about playing live and I don't know. I, I guess it's a very personal thing to think that. But maybe it's a time in my life that I don't really, you know, that it was a great time but it's also some things that, you know, I didn't want to keep reliving and so sure. I felt like that song was kind of keeping some of those things alive mm. and... Um, so in a way that's kind of has a negative sort of... Um, Just kind of leave the past in the past feeling. sort of Absolutely. thing. Yeah. yeah, to it. Yeah. And um, and also it's a bit repetitive and um, <laughs> the chords aren't <laughs> the best. <laughs> so, you know, if I was picking why did I think that it wasn't the best, I, yeah, I feel like structurally, like if, if the verses were actually different lyrics... Mm. Um, mm. It could have been a bit more of an impact maybe and maybe if someone had helped me a bit more with, you know, what better chords I might be able to use at the time. Yeah, nice. it could have improved. Yeah. yeah. But so if you had to like do it over mm. again, that's the kind of stuff you'd do yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid hook though. It's got a good hook. It does. Yeah. And it has a time change. Yeah. yeah. It's going from to like the 4-4 and then it just goes into that. Sort of, nice you know, headbanging yeah. kind of bridge as well. It's kind of, you can yeah. kind of imagine grungy. That. Yeah. <laughs> no. I guess maybe I could take parts of it, you know, just to, yeah. To get over that um, mm. feeling of negativity towards it, maybe I sure. could turn it into a song. You yeah. know, like a relevant like song from now. Yeah, I'd probably change the words. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, um, like yeah, I don't know. The words are just. It was before awkward was like you know something that people sure. actually say like oh that's a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really intended <laughs> no. to be. Right. Like okay. That. <laughs> you know, it was before that was kind of popular. So yeah, yeah. But now that I think of that, I just also think of that sort of feeling when I talk about the name. <laughs> right. <laughs> awkward. Yeah. And um, were you writing many songs around that time? Like, is this not really? No. no, I was more just jamming with people, and so that's kind of how it had that repetitive kind of vibe. Like, if I was playing that with someone. We might have played it for maybe kind 10 like, minutes or yeah, so. Yeah, like lay down yeah. a groove yeah. and then people kind of take turns. Yeah, doing a sweet thing. that sort of thing That's was cool. happening at the time. So, mm. Nice. Yeah, so I wasn't really writing that much at that time. I think the writing sort of happened maybe 
you know, a few years after that and that's when I built up enough songs to have an EP when I finally, you know, got into all of that. Sure. Yeah. Can people find that Took EP? Took a while. Um, yeah, they can. Um, if they go to Bandcamp, they can find it on there. Nice. Um, yeah, and I also have, like, a few hard copies left. Oh, so nice. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, people that come to my gigs and things around the place, um, yeah, I'm happy to, you know, to mm. sell them there and stuff and they're very, very reasonably priced. Good, mm. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> when you started doing that kind of stuff, like make, making an EP and, you know, putting yep. it out on Bandcamp and making mm-hmm. hard copies, was there this kind of sense of, legitimacy I suppose for you like was that sort of the main definitely like when I was recording I was recording my EP with a friend um and he came to my house and I think I'm in your podcast you're saying you recorded in a was a motel room yes yeah (laughs) so I was like relating back to that because um my friend was very professional um and he had his own mobile studio with him cool but um it did remind me you know like putting mattresses up against the cupboards and things like that and Mm. yeah so it had that home vibe to it yeah Yeah, (laughs) but that was very special is your friend Um, still producing um no sadly he passed away oh i'm sorry yeah no that's okay so um yeah so that's a very special memory for me with that ep because he Mm. was a big turning point um of my career because he he also was a big believer in what i did and Mm. Um, in fact, a song on my album that was released um, recently, um, that is, there's a song on there dedicated to him. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, just to thank, you know, like him, not only for obviously believing in my music but just being a wonderful friend in my life. So, nice. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. I think it's definitely, like, I think the people who make it are the people who have had, like, someone like that in their life who are like, you can do it because with this career specifically there's so many times like people always say like it's very hard and if you want to make it you got to be determined and everyone's like i can do it and there's a point where you think this is the hard bit and i got through it but there's like points after mm. that mm. which are the real hard bit and that's me yeah. like i can't do this i'm not good enough and it's you can like the people who are still doing it are the people who have people to be like yeah you I can do it like, no one does it alone like even the people who you look at and you think oh they've made it all on their own like everyone has those people in their life i mean mm. i assume i you know I'm sure some people have done it all in their own grit, but, like, I would assume yeah. that most people have had that supportive community, which are really, yeah. I think the support definitely helps and I guess sometimes a bit of luck for some people so, too oh yeah, yeah. and maybe sometimes for some people, you know, who they know and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also very important just to keep your integrity and, you know, mm-hmm. keep doing what you believe in and mm-hmm. and if you feel like that's what you're producing and that's what you're sharing and um, even if it's just, you know, I guess to a few people then you... I feel like that in my own measure that I've succeeded. Yeah. You know, Success of course. state of mind. Yeah, yeah. Of course everybody wants to, um, you know, have a, a wider recognition and, mm. and sometimes that does come. But, um, yeah, for me it's always been a very personal thing, you know, and um, just that feeling like I told you before of the connecting through music and, yeah, yeah, yeah. with mm. people. That's really my funnest thing, yeah. you know, that I really enjoy doing. I think the... Uh, the like the luck thing which is definitely true i think it's also kind of freeing you know because like mm. on the one hand it's like some people can just you know like you're walking down a hallway and you're showing <laughs> yeah. your friend yeah someone's song and then that guy's like a record producer and yeah. then that person's millionaire but it's also in the sense of like you know like today could be the day that everything just explodes <laughs> oh, yeah for me. you know that, that's really cool well that's you know? keeping hope too yeah Absolutely. yeah 
You mentioned yeah. integrity before, um, and I guess just me as a musician, uh, not as a musician, rather, you guys <laughs> as a musician. You get out of here, you <laughs> faker. Yeah, the, Slip that one the in one This doesn't make you a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but you wrote a song, remember, about Oh, Yeah, walking. you wrote the song seven. about walking. <laughs> the song about walking. We will have that episode. Oh, great. I, I, did, I did write you. one too, remember? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, is there this concept of I hear about, you know, selling out or something like that oh, yeah. and oh. stuff. Is that like a is that a prescient issue for you guys as musicians? I mean, not uh, yet. Not what is the concept of that? I've been approached by any like, advertising what companies What would be What would be selling out to you guys? I know what you mean. Like, I think... A lot of people would say it for high-profile artists, you know, that mm. they they grow attached to the idea of how that person is, and um, then if they start to do something, you know, that's that the record company wants, or yeah. sure, you know, like yeah. they're changing to to try and get money, mm. I guess, you know, yeah. to try and get more money from what they're doing. Yeah, I yeah. think that's kind of selling out, but I yeah. don't know. What do you think, Alex? Uh, I think <clears throat> I think there's like a couple ways you can sell it. I think like yeah definitely like doing what the re- record label tells you to do mm. uh, like that goes way against what you're what you did in like the earlier days mm-hmm. is definitely selling out I think there's also um, there's also the idea of like kind of like the way athletes sell out where they'll just start doing all this brand branding stuff yeah, and like appearing sure, in TVs yeah. But, like, if you're a real fan, then you should be happy that a band you like is making money off their yeah. music, you know? Like and you I, should also be maybe happy that they are also expressing themselves maybe in a different way because that's mm. something that they want to do as an artist. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, like, people who get in angry cases, at bands yeah. for succeeding, that's, that's some bullshit. Like, right. If you like the bands, <laughs> then they get to keep making the music that you like and by any means. But I do definitely agree if, um, especially when it comes to uh, I want to talk about band, like big bands, but I feel shitty for calling them out. <laughs> I, I know that I feel like the Proclaimers' oh, new album. I feel like the Proclaimers' <laughs> new album was definitely trying to be uh, different, and I think they kind of swayed from how they started. Come at us, the Proclaimers! I'm sorry, Proclaimers. <laughs> Go on. I feel really bad, and I know, I know we can't touch them, but like. Just seriously, like so, that early stuff was very incredible. No, no. So, do you guys think like so? What you're trying to ask is, um, how is integrity related to? I guess so. Yeah. Have you ever had any trouble staying true to your your music? I guess, and then um, like, I no, I don't think so. Mm. I think I've always sort of you know tried to um, maintain you know who I am as a musician and mm. what I want to um, show to people through what I do and. Sometimes I think maybe it hasn't come across exactly as, you know, as I would have liked, but um, I just, you know, you just got to move on from it. I think when Mm. you, you know, progress through things, you're like, yep, that was one stage and, you know, you have to kind of appreciate it for what it was and Mm. then, you know, either learn from it or just sort of, you know, see Mm. you later kind of thing and just, you know, keep moving on and, yeah, and growing as an artist and it could be different. It could be a different path for you. But, Mm. yeah, you've just got to keep going and as long as you believe what you're doing i think that's really important oh yeah Yeah. i definitely think it's um naive to discount the growth of musicians i think saying that someone's sold out just because their new music doesn't sound like their old music if it's like if you can Mm. hear the evolution Mm. then that's not 
selling out, you know? Mm. Yeah. And it's really eaten away at me. I'm sorry about the Proclaimers thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to go to bed. Like, I'm going to be sending a million emails to Zane being like, do we should edit it out? I'm sorry, that's a legal thing. It's fine. I love the Proclaimers. Yeah, we all love the Proclaimers. Who doesn't? I'd walk 5,000 miles for them. <laughs> proclaimers are good. Good, I'm glad. Wasn't a fan Thumbs of their up. new song. All right. All right. But uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great when you can hear an artist evolving. Yeah, I think mm. so. Especially and, if you know, yeah. like, the, the, like the, the history mm. and, like, you can hear the way. I, I took yeah. a fantastic class uh, recently and basically the lecturer was like, what do you think of this band? And it was, like, early, early Madonna. And it's like, oh, okay, and, like, dancey in 80s. And they're like, and what do you think of this guy here? And it was, like, weird soundscape and, like, crickets chirping and stuff. And it's like, all right. And they're like, how do you think they'd sound together? And you're like, um, I don't know. And then played us this incredible combination. And you're like, and it wow. sounds really dumb, but it's like, wow, where people <laughs> came from affected how their music sounds. I wouldn't have even thought of that, yeah. putting that together. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I definitely recommend, if you, if, if you have an album that you love, listen to other stuff the producer did beforehand and then listen to the stuff that the mm-hmm. artist did beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then it's crazy because like, they don't sound like, the album, but they do, but they don't. But it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool. Definitely recommend it. So, you how, say, so the producer, you believe, is quite a big part of the sound of the music as well? Oh, I mean, it can, like, it can be. Yeah. It depends how much. Like, you can go in and be like, I just want it to be this. But that being said, I think also, um, I mean, the producer is a big part of how the record sounds. Mm. But mm. Uh, the artist definitely has their own mm. uh, sound. Yeah. Um, I think that's also why it's important to find the producer that clicks with you. Yeah. Um, because you can have a producer that's like, I think we should just have cowbells throughout the whole thing. <laughs> you're like, mm, not really no. what I was going for. Really well, I was really happy to work with um, Byron Short mm. in my last um, album, or my first album, really, my first full-length album, yeah. because um, he has a lot of the same sort of um, influences and he has like, he actually plays lead guitar oh, cool. in my band oh, when, nice. when we play around the place. So, yeah, it was really nice to have him on board and um, he like he really knew what I was trying to achieve Mm. um, with my sound and he actually enhanced it, you know, with his knowledge and skills as well. So Mm. I think having a producer that can really, you know, be on your side but also offer, you know, good suggestions as well, that's really, it really helps. You don't don't want a yes man producer. No, it does, yeah, yeah, it does change your sound as well in a way and, you Mm. know, it can be a fluid thing and as you're recording and I think that's that's good, you know. Hmm. Hmm. You mentioned that you recorded this song originally on an eight track. Did yeah. you did you dabble in production yourself? No, younger? just in my lounge room. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Late at night. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all. <clears throat> and you were mentioning when you recorded originally there were bongos and yeah, well, that, all sorts yeah, of different yeah, things. Just whatever was lying around in the lounge room, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What so, is this lounge room that yeah, has eight tracks like, and bongos and stuff? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty nice little um, zone, yeah. Nice. But I don't know, I just kind of like made the most of what was around me at the time and I did enjoy using the eight track. I can't say I fully understood how it functioned but mm. somehow I managed mm. to get things happening on it and, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Seems like a very musical household that you were in at the time. Yeah, it? it was pretty musical, yeah. Cool. And then was that... You know, like visitors coming and going that mm. played different instruments and, oh, you know, cool. a guy from Africa. And so he taught me a bit about reggae rhythms. Wow. And, you know, it was just all these different things. So I've cool. had quite an eclectic um, yeah, influence yeah, so cool. of musicians at that time. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> 
Do you have yeah. any uh, any advice for any like just starting musicians? Just starting musicians, yeah. Um, don't be afraid to experiment with different styles and listen to different styles, as we were speaking of earlier. Um, you know, getting influence from different things. And, of course, you're always going to be drawn to, you know, a certain style in particular or certain artists, mm. but it's good to sort of branch out and, you know, have a listen to other things. You never know what might inspire you. Mm. And, um, yeah, I guess any kind of study you can do, whether it's on your own at home. Now the internet's there, which is amazing, you know, yeah. even if it's just some tutorials here or there, you know, off YouTube or actually going to enrol in a course of songwriting or... Um, yeah, there's an awesome songwriting club um, run by Francesca De Valence. I, yeah, I don't know her. I Heart Songwriting Club. I, I've so been told about that by I recommend, yeah, I recommend people that are just starting to do something like that, you know. And it's um, an online thing as well, so it's wonderful for networking and you know, giving other people, getting other people to. Um, have a listen and, you know, give some constructive feedback as well and support mm. each other, how we were talking about having a support network. It's mm. so important. You know, get out there, try out your songs. Um, I know it's really confronting to – I know all about it, you know, you know, bearing your songs that are so important to you and the fear of what, how people will react. But mm. honestly, the more times that you do share them with people – um, the better and easier it becomes. Yeah. And they might have a great suggestion for yeah. you, you know, and take that on board. Yeah. There's a, um, I saw an interesting thing that was saying, uh, just show up. And it was talking about how we often, and it was like, you know, I, I was scared about doing bad at uni. And so I just didn't go. But then obviously that meant I didn't attend. And so I did even worse. And if I just went, even if I did bad, I would have done much better. Right. So yeah. when it comes yeah. to songwriting, like we, I have so many snippets where it's like a verse and a bridge and I'm like, ah, oh, this is, this is bad. And so I just end it. But now I don't have that song, you know? And like, mm. I think as songwriters, we need to just do it, you know, yeah. like don't cut yourself short. Yep. And, uh, and at first it may not seem good to you, but mm. remember you're always often your own worst critic as well. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we shouldn't be too hasty, I guess. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, be patient and, you know, give yourself time, come back to it if you need to and, yeah, see how it goes. Nice. Do you have Just any give it a go. big plans for this year? Um, it's okay if you don't. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm. I'd love to keep. Like speaking of writing, I really want to keep writing, um, and maybe you know down the track, either late this year, early next year, start to think about doing a second album. Cool. Yes. I have enough. Pretty much enough material. In fact, some of it did come from the I Heart Songwriting Club. Oh, nice. oh, awesome. So, because it, it really inspires you to get those songs done, you know, in a certain time. And as you're saying, it's easy to put something aside and then, you know, move yeah. on from it. And mm. yeah, so. Is it song a week or song a month? A week. Damn, wow. that's a lot of songs. Yeah. It's yeah. 10, I think it's a 10 week course, but I think people could check all the details online and. Yeah. They definitely should. Yeah, they definitely should if they'd like some encouragement in a supportive environment. So. I might put a little link to that in the, in the show notes. Yes, I, I will provide you guys with that. Oh, so, yeah, no problem at I'm all. I'm definitely going to forget. Zane. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zane, make sure we do that. Thank but, you. yeah, so maybe, maybe an album, but, you know, that takes funds as well. So, uh-huh. end time. Yeah, it definitely and, does. And uh, it's a busy world. Mm. So I guess uh, this is this is more coming from an Alex point of view. Do you have any tips on saving up to make an album happen? Because <laughs> that's an expensive boy. Yeah, How do you do it, it is. Um, so what did I do? I pretty much well, I was you know in a 
situation where I'd been working full time for a while and mm. I just kept putting whatever I could aside to um, to achieve that goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just seems to be the way. Matter of sacrifice in a way. So yeah, it is sure. hard sometimes, but you know, I, it, it definitely shows. Like you can you can hear when someone's like, oh, someone really worked hard on this. Yeah, yeah. It it's, it's, I think it does show. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. I think that's a, does that feel like a kind <laughs> of a, a good, good point? Good, do you yeah. have any um, more sort of things you wanted to bring up about this song yeah. in particular? And any the one that's gigs coming you might up. want to plug? Yeah, as I have both those things, guys. Fantastic. So <laughs> um, about the song that you'll be hearing, mm-hmm. um, it is off the uh, my first album and um, it's called Four Walls. So another thing that I didn't mention is that I've been doing a lot of um, writing collaboration. So... Oh, cool. um, this song in particular um, actually kind of in a way co-wrote with my um, bass player. So he came with a little bass line and then I just made some chords over the top and then it just naturally progressed and I wrote some lyrics. And Sweet. So cool. it's great to also sometimes work with other people when you're songwriting. Yeah. Um, I feel like that, you know, as long as you can, you know, get along really well artistically um, with that person, then I think it's a very good thing to do as well. Hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I think this shows you a bit more where I'm at now as an artist, um, especially production-wise, thanks to um, Sunset Junk Recordings. Um, so, yeah, it'll give you more of an idea of what my sound is like now and how it has evolved. Mm. Um, it's also an uplifting song. Um, you know, it's, it, I wrote it to sort of tell people, um, you know, it's okay to step out from those walls that we all put around ourselves and um, just get out there and do your best. Yeah, it's good. It's really so good yeah, that's kind of the positive sort of message that comes from that song. And uh, yeah, gig. Sorry, I was just. I, just, I, just, I just thought of a really good that? question. <laughs> you, Who do you me. think we should have on next as a guest? Ooh, Which Brisbane yeah. musician do you think would be a good guest on the show? Oh. Recommendations. Well, I I have a few. I have a few people that I could probably recommend. But um, hit us with your recommendations. Should I like talk to them first and then perhaps maybe that? Definitely put put in a good word. They're probably waiting for them to come on and they're like, I'm calling you (laughs) out. You better be on this show. Like, no, is it because their songs suck? Is it just like some cool musicians? I'll definitely have some suggestions that I can let you know, Alex. Yeah. Nice. No, yeah, no, it'll be good. So it's a great idea, and I think it's an encouraging thing to show people that you know you do have you start somewhere, and hopefully you're at least you know progressing each time you're writing a song, and Mm. and that's a good thing. Yeah, thank you for being open enough to bring in this song from a time that was vulnerable in your life. Thank you, it's it's my pleasure, and um, yeah, thank you guys for inviting me along as well, and. I think it's important to be able to look back and reflect on things. So thanks Definitely. for giving me that opportunity. Mm. Oh, we've looked back. Let's look forward. We've looked forward. Yes. So I just have one pretty much coming up um, this month, which will be April when people are listening to this. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're just, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> so I know, forward I know. in time. Yeah, we're looking forward in time. Um, so I'll be playing solo actually at the Manly Hotel. Okay. Um, on Friday the thirteenth oh, of April. Spoopy. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> five to nine. Fantastic. Nice. Yep. Well, fantastic. So, we'll definitely get along to that. Yeah. yeah. To it. Yep. That'd be cool. I'd love to see some people there. And nice. fantastic. <laughs> Hopefully, at least yeah. one. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> It'll be good. Mm. Okay. So wow. thank you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Do you want to tell us a little bit about like the 
the story of like what the song's about? Or do you want to just, just play it? Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, I think pretty much what I mentioned earlier about Four Walls <laughs> is. Um... <laughs> I think what I said, Alex. <laughs> I think that was sufficient. <laughs> No, no, that's but, fair. That's fair. But definitely, um, Call out push I guess. Me. Also, I would, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like people to, you know, take their own their own sort of um, messages from it too. I think that's always good with songs. So, Fantastic. yeah, so all good. Well, we're well, going to wrap up with you, four walls. And uh, sorry, did you have any last remarks? Well, I was going to see whether Ellie <laughs> wanted to do like the sweet one liner that finishes. Oh the yeah. Episode. Do, you, <laughs> do we have anything it, we need to say? Oh, well, just you know, thank you to to that's not Canon Productions for having us on. Uh, yes, the network. It's true. Yeah, thank, thanks. Thanks for the spot. <laughs> thank you, the podcast Thank you. Um, our outro that we play, some, or the intro rather, um, is played to uh, Mr. Heads and Tails, oh, which that's, is by. That's one of mine. Oh Alex yeah, Smith. I'm I'm your man, Alex Smith, as well. I'm a musician in Brisbane, <laughs> and you should also check out my music. Sorry. Oh yeah, and <laughs> people Spotify. can look me up on Facebook too. Oh yeah, just yeah. reminding yeah. me of that. So they can now. find you on Facebook. Yeah, and so that's just Ellie Jane. Ellie Jane Australia, okay. because there was another, or there is another Ellie Jane. Oh. Right. <laughs> in England. Ooh. I know. So I was like, just have to put Australia after it. There you go. Yeah. So Ellie Jane Australia and mm-hmm. there's a website as well. They just search Ellie Jane and yeah. And Fantastic. then there's a band camp as well for the album. So. Fantastic. Nice. Cool. cool, cool. Anything to plug for you, James? Um, I exist. So Hello. here I am. Thanks. <laughs> and that's about it from me. No, but um, yeah, would you like to uh, introduce our final song to end the program? I would love to. So please enjoy my song, Four Walls.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.